Hello and welcome to another Matchad podcast with me, Mina, where I invite guests to sit on a yoga mat with me as it were and share thoughts on all things well-being. My intention is to leave you feeling uplifted and empowered. If you want to know more about my yoga teaching and my book, then please visit my website, minablair.com. Today I've invited my friend Sarah Cox onto the mat. A keen yogi herself, she's also a multi-faith minister, spiritual counsellor and founder of Zephorium Soltonic. So welcome Sarah, here we are again having a chat and uh, we think that we're going to be talking about mothers this time, interesting topic and I think the reasoning behind that is that it's Mother's Day and of course it's a day that, well, it's an interesting day isn't it, it can, yes. Yeah, it's a low, it's <laughs> it's a loaded, a loaded day, day. Isn't it? <laughs> Have you got them, is your mother still here, have they passed? Yes. Are you a mother? Are you not a mother? Yeah. It's a very emotional day for many. It is. It is very emotional. And I think uh, it's, it's on the face of it, a very kind of commercial thing, isn't it? And I think maybe a little more sensitivity, don't you think, could be, could be around the day. It's all very well setting up a day where companies make lots of money from cards and lunches. But yeah, for some people, for a lot of people, actually, this day is quite hard. It, well, for me, it was when my mum died three years ago and the first Mother's Day it was excruciating because for a month beforehand, all the shops were filled with mothers, 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 mothers. And I couldn't actually go into any of the shops. I couldn't bear it because everywhere I looked, there'd be cards about mothers and um, mugs saying for the best mother in the world and all of this. So what I decided to do was in the shop on the Mother's Day, I decided to do a free day in the salon, so this is for massage and facials and beauty treatment and so on, reflexology, for anybody who had lost their mother that year. And and unfortunately, it was um, the day, because it was the year after my mum died, it was the day before or two days before lockdown. So people who had booked up and really needed it had come into the shop sobbing, saying that they had nothing, you know, they were so distraught with their mother having passed and they hadn't got any money or whatever it was. And um, and they just slowly cancelled one by one by one by one. And we didn't, in the end, have one person come in. So it's something I'm going to resurrect because I think it's a very nice thing to do for people. You know, we assume that everybody is as joyful as us, but if you've been hit by bereavement of your mother or or you don't speak to your mother, or there's mm. something around mothers. Well, I was going to say, I mean, the day kind of assumes that everything is, is hunky-dory with your mother, and uh, mm. it, it, well, often it can't, it isn't. Well, I yeah, I, I wanted to talk about the expectations we have of mothers, mm. which is completely unrealistic from the word <laughs> go, isn't it? You know, yes. I mean, really, you know, they obviously, we're part of them, we're carved from their bodies and our fathers, but... Out we pop, and then from that moment on, we are completely dependent on them for everything. And there has to be this slow separation during the terrible twos when we start to find our own voice and say no and move forward. And then we project everything we want or think we want onto our mothers, don't we? I remember reading uh, somewhere about uh, there's a person, it's an actress, I won't name the name, but there was an actress who actually needed to go to counselling and have some therapy because her daughter was coming into her youthful, beautiful acting career. So the daughter would have been in her 20s at this point. And the impact on 
this woman was this I don't know what that would be a com competition or perhaps loss of her own youth or or whatever but it was enough for her to need therapy because her daughter was coming into her her strength into her beauty as it were as an actress when maybe perhaps her own acting career was slightly on the wane and I remember finding that really curious when I read that because I can't imagine not being a hundred percent happy and comfortable with my daughter's success or whatever she chooses to do. I mean, she's going to be 30 this March, unbelievably. I don't know where those years went, but there isn't a bone in my body that feels any kind of envy or concern that she's more beautiful, youthful, energetic than I. It's not a competition, but yet this other lady, and I think for some mothers, there is that slightly edgy side. Mm isn't there between mothers and, and daughters Com there's a competition yeah and of course remembering just as the the daughters are beginning or children are beginning to come into their own and their power and their beauty mothers are often beginning to go into the menopause yeah oh my god <laughs> we need which to... frankly <laughs> if that was the reason why she needed therapy then i'm a hundred percent behind it because yeah. I know how awful. Well, maybe that was part of. Yes, maybe I that mean, was part of it. Some of us, you know, we've both struggled with the menopause. We'll do a talk on that, I'm sure. But we have really struggled, and I have full sympathy, empathy, love, compassion for women in the menopausal age because for many it is excruciating, and you find yourself becoming another person. It, I, for me, it's it is about loss. Yeah, it, it's a it's a change. It's a, it's a transformation that involves an enormous amount of loss. Yeah, and what you're losing is the woman that you were before, the woman who can childbear, who's youthful, beautiful, whatever, uh, and you are coming into a different phase, and that that can actually affect the the, the mothering relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. But then on the other side of it, which you mentioned there, is that we project onto the mothers as well. What what is this perfect mother? You know, you hear the expression "earth mother," <laughs> and I immediately think of some woman squatting on the dirt or something. And she's, what is what is this earth mother? What I is know. this perfect? Yeah, I have yet to meet this woman. Have you met this woman? No, the and earth I, mother. No, no, and I don't. I know Mother Earth. I love her deeply, but earth mother, that this sort of thing that we project onto a female. I I'm not understanding. Who that no, is. I, we do sandal wearing. You know, maybe yes. some bracelets around their ankles. Long hair, long hair, slightly growing yeah. hair. Always very loving, giving. Yeah, Probably. perhaps sagging breasts from not Abs wearing a I was bra. Say no yes. bra, <laughs> no bra. Lovely draping yeah. outfit, hairy legs. <laughs> yeah, is this Earth Mother? Yeah, and we and we love. We need her. What? Where did she come from? What? Well, I don't know, but she hasn't had any botox. No. Oh, God, no. No, she's fully wrinkled. And yeah, and loves and, her wrinkles. And doesn't wear makeup or anything. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know where that... Maybe. So it's... why don't women want to aspire to be Earth Mother? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, really. Really. I'm, we're laughing, but I'm, I'm serious. Well, this, we, we are doing everything opposite to being Earth Mother. We are injecting our faces and our bodies with all sort of manner of things. We're, we're anti-aging. Mm. We're which I think is an absurd thing anyway, and we can do another podcast on that. But yeah, and, and women are very into that, aren't they? I think they've been caught up in, in this sort of thing that mother used to be for a while, didn't it? In sort of like the 50s maybe, 
uh, a kind of a frumpy, wholesome, right? Do you remember the... If, yes. if you look at, like, Hollywood films of the day or the Doris Day, they were very wholesome and it was all very... Yeah, but they were mostly all on tranquilizers. Right. Weren't they? I think, I think it was the 50s where, you know, three quarters of American women were on tranquilizers. Yes, yes. So what is, what is, what is a mother? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, but there is this archetypal sort of, there is an expectation, Mm. isn't there, around a mother. And I've actually, you know, I totally salute and celebrate the women who have come out and been really honest with their struggle when they have a child. I mean, we now can call it postnatal depression and it doesn't have to be as clinical as that but there can be that sort of slight struggle to to bond when you've just given birth and your body has gone through an un, unbelievable sort of thing to to get this child into the world and it's it's th- that sort of um slightly sort of fairy tale oh you know the mother immediately loves the child it's not always that straightforward actually it's complicated it all the is. way through, isn't it? it because is. we are we are kind of victim to our hormones from the day we get a period, and then you know childbirth and and to assume that a mother has a has a some kind of rule book that they can look in and do it all right you know, is obviously there are hundreds of books on childcare and child raising. Some everybody is trying to work out how to do it, but you know not not every woman is maternal. No. And I've read articles on women who have who have been brave and said, and it kind of almost outed themselves and said, I'm not maternal. Mm. I'm 100% okay with not wanting to have a child. Mm. And yet when you hear their stories of how people react when they say that, people are a bit sort of, ooh, they're a bit sort of repulsed. What's wrong with you? By women yeah. who actually choose to not need to be a mother. Yeah. Yeah. To choose not to have children. And I'm really curious about that because that must come, that expectation, that projection must come from somewhere. Mm. Is it a society thing? Is it a religious yeah. thing? I don't know. It's don't really know. interesting. I mean, it's obviously. But there's something quite repelling about a woman who says, I don't want to have children. Yeah. We immediately think there's something wrong with yeah, you. Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? The, the, um, I think the expectation of society, the programming, again, you know, we talk about freeing our minds. What do you want from life? That's the bottom line, isn't it? Mm. So if you're choosing to be a mother, fabulous. If you're choosing not to be, fabulous. But for for women, trying to cope with all of it mm. and then maybe having a job and then a relationship. And I haven't got children, as you know. And I have watched so many of my friends flounder in their relationships with their partners because they want to give everything to the children. The children are wanting... that. Sorry, the partners are wanting them to be the sexy wife again and as they become mothers there's this real pull between maybe pleasing their partner or trying to be what they were before they had children and then being a mother when really you know frankly most women I know who've had children could have quite happily have ditched their partners almost immediately (laughs) it's true (laughs) yes when when vaginal stitches are involved, <laughs> yes. let me tell you, just from experience, um, yeah, that whole sort of, I think that's the thing. I think part of the challenge for a woman and for mothers is to, is to balance those two parts of yourself, isn't it? And maybe this is where it gets a bit difficult, where you don't want to fully lose that sexy, youthful wife person, but equally you've got 
milk coming out of your breasts at uncontrollable times. Your body's got a mind of its own. You're literally nursing and nurturing this small being 24 hours a day. And so it's, again, it's this expectation, isn't it? And I think women get overwhelmed with, Mm. they then have to do even more. So before when we needed to be sexy and funny and and so on, Mm. now we have to be earth mother and sexy and funny and working and working yeah and as children of mothers i think we need to get more compassionate and maybe look at god they really did the best they could you know we've all got projections onto our mothers mm. they might what a what a thing to have to navigate for mothers yeah you know so thinking of us as children now and the projection that we have onto our mother's story can we just find a bit more love and kindness in that? I, I think it's a lot easier now. You mm. know, I'm thinking of uh, social media. I'm thinking of internet groups like uh, Mum's Net and things like that. Mm. I think there is now a, a place where you can go and just say, I'm struggling. I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be this. I'm supposed to feel that. And I'm, I'm not managing. I think empathy and support is more forthcoming now i think i'd like to think that we're past the days where you just say to a woman i forgot to say just crack on you know women have had babies for thousands of years you know stop moaning or whatever Uh, but the thing is that the society hasn't stayed the same for thousands of years and the expectation on women have, have changed over the thousands of years and i think we've come into this modern world now where women are supposed to be doing all these things and you know a man might listen to this and say, well, it was women who wanted to be equal in work and, and want to be have their women's lib and all of that. So why are they complaining now that it's hard to work full time and have the kids? You know, I can imagine, I can hear an argument like that. Mm. Have we been party to this expectation that we can now do it all, do you think? Well, maybe. I mean, I, I think we would need to really study um, tribes. And of course, they have been studied, but... There were there would be different roles in certainly in tribes of of what the expectation would be, and there's a period in um, women's lives where they would be the child bearers and and raisers, and that would be it. They would have food provided for them mm-hmm. and shelter. They wouldn't be doing it all for that period, and then they would go into the wise woman you know, the old crone, which sounds patronising, but I think it's a beautiful word because it's the one who can impart the wisdom, the grandmother. Yes, and I mean, I'm feeling that in our culture, we don't value that, do we? No. In the Mediterranean cultures, you, you you can see it still because the grandparents and the grandmothers, they will live with the families and become part of a valuable, worthwhile ecosystem within the family aren't Mm. they where they are respected and loved uh, for their wisdom and for the fact that yeah they they have been nurturing one or two generations themselves whereas I don't think we value oldness here in that way yeah and when we when we think of ourselves I mean we're in our 50s and we're marching forward in time it'll be very interesting to see how we are you know when when your kind of looks completely go and when, when you're grey and, and whatever. I'm going to have hairy legs then. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I'm going to stop. Yeah, I'm thinking Liberation I'm, City. I think there's going to be an age soon. I don't know when, where I really am not going to bother. It's going to be... <laughs> but are we just going to find, as we come out of that mothering <clears throat> stage, you know, the, the youthful, the mothering, and we come into the older stage, are we going to just find ourselves completely liberated? 
God, I hope so. Wouldn't it be amazing? I'm I going kind to... of feel that way a little now. I have yeah. to say. I mean, yeah. I am now starting to feel like I'm coming slowly but surely towards the other side of menopause and yeah. I can almost taste the liberation from here. Yeah. I can see it from here yeah. when I'm fully through it. I'm going to be flying. Yeah. I'm not going to go from there straight into the Earth Mother Hairy Legs thing. I'm going to... No, definitely not. I'm going to rediscover... Well, reconnect, rediscover something else. It's another something part new. of me. Something new. Mm. And when we think about our mothers as we were growing up, they were going through these stages. Yeah. Which can be very difficult. And I look back at my own mum at certain times and I think, she was probably just menopausal. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't remember looking at my mum and thinking, God, she's really old. I don't remember any difference thinking about her, whether she was 40, 50 or in her no. 60s. Interestingly, but, I, I no, wasn't sort of no, but in terms of behavior, yeah, I'm thinking, I mean, it can drive women completely oh, God, nuts. Yeah. No, so, I, I do, I have reflected yeah, on yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And so they were going through whatever we as children's, you know, projecting. But I think this whole stage of moving forward into Liberation City with the hairy legs is going to be really interesting. Well, I'm just curious as to what age I'll just decide to not do that, yeah, it'll be interesting. But I am definitely not going to have the purple perm. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say that now. And if anybody meets me and finds me with purple hair, they can shoot me. <laughs> you have my permission. Because I just... There are certain things. I'll draw the line. There's certain things as an older person then I, I'm definitely not going to be doing. What do you think? Oh, no. Are you no, going to have I, a perm? I will are shoot. you going to have a perm? Purple perm? No, no I'm not having no. purple. No. What no. are you having? How do you see yourself as a, as a sort of the wiser woman? Well, I do see myself in floaty outfits with bangles around my ankles. Wow, okay. Doing amazing yoga with long grey hair. <laughs> you know, yes. yoga up against a tree and people yeah. going, oh my God, who is this incredible She must be woman? 45. Yeah. yeah, you know, look at her. She's so flexible and yeah. strong. You know, that's how I see myself. But one of the things I love is, as you move through life, is as a woman... You start to let go of the nurturing gene, don't you? And yeah. What a relief! No, I know. This is the th- this is the irony: is yeah. that we spend menopause being kind of angry and not wanting to let go of that yeah. part and of us, and learning to say no, which we couldn't do for the rest. You know, the earlier yeah. parts of our life, and suddenly we're saying no to everything, and it's wonderful. Yeah. No, I, I think the letting go of that whole active nurture mother thing is is almost a gift and yet and yet we see in our society we see the menopause and the older woman as as something to try and prevent hence the billion dollar business that is anti-aging mm-hmm. which is mostly women yes i know i can hear you say okay well yeah the men are also very much into it but nothing like the women no. nothing like the women no. we are our own enemies i feel in that way we don't we don't celebrate as much as we should, I think, the, the beautiful older woman. Mm. Mm. There are some wonderful photos, though, aren't there, on, on social media of gorgeous well, older women. Look at women. Helen Mirren. Yeah. She's beautiful. Yeah. Judy Dench. I think she's gorgeous. Mm. It's, about, it's about the life force within you, isn't it? Can you let that life force through and out of your eyes and your face? Yeah. Without having needles put in it. Well, there are plenty of people with, who've had lots of work done who just look lifeless to me. You know, I, I love an older woman smiling with great big lines everywhere and laughter and joy because they look so alive. Yeah. It's interesting. There have been quite a few of these articles in the Saturday Times magazine. Anna Murphy is the, she's a, the fashion um, journalist there. 
and I think it was last year, was it? Maybe a year or two ago, she decided to finally stop colouring her hair. So she had a full head of grey hair in her 40s, relatively young, and had coloured it and tried to, you know, suppress it. And then finally she just thought, forget it, you know what? Mm. I'm going to see what I look like with just the grey hair. She looks beautiful. Mm. And, by the way, she does yoga and uh, can do more yoga postures than I can. She's amazing. She's in her 50s. And she has completely almost... Yeah, she's she's like, but by letting go of all the stereotypes mm. and the expectations, and oh, I can't have grey hair, I, I can't do wheel pose and yoga, I can't do this. Girl. She's just ditched it all and said, no, I'm going to do what I want. Mm. And she's there's empowerment shining out of her photos. Well, Amazing. we're going to be like that. Absolutely, we are like that. <laughs> we are like that, and we're moving towards it even more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So you with your not purple hair and me with my yeah I'm gonna whatever. have yoga leggings and you know whatever hair color I've got and it's probably gonna be long and I'll be wearing ponytails and uh, yeah I'm definitely not touching my body with any needles in any way and yeah just celebrating that that freedom that liberation oh fabulous well it's something to look forward to Absolutely. and we really encourage all the other women out there to become riotously wild as we get older and to become earth mothers yes absolutely in the, in the true sense yes <laughs> absolutely well thanks sarah speak again soon yeah